KCKRM is proud to be your official voice of the Saskatchewan Roughriders and your home for the hottest sports show anywhere. It's a new era for sports talk in Saskatchewan. Welcome to the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. And wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day on this cold and chilly Wednesday back in Regina. We're not here to rub it in, but we do have to tell you that we're live, thankfully for us, from Huntington Beach, California, just outside of Los Angeles in the Orange County, well, in Orange County, I guess, and uh, we're... uh, Kind of one of those uh, down days. We uh, had a game last night. Ducks and the Canes went to overtime. Ryan Strom scored the goal to send the Ducks to their seventh victory of the season. We'll get into that in a second. We are uh, having a, a nice day here at the uh, Killarney's Irish Pub in Huntington Beach. And uh, we'll talk about this place in a little bit. Walk down to the Huntington Beach Pier. And uh, it's really a nice place here. Cool vibe. It's 17 degrees Celsius. Like I said, we're not rubbing it in, but you had a chance to get on this trip, and you didn't. So that's on you, not on us, Singer, right? Not There's on us. always next year, like they say in sports, Baldy. That's right. That's right. So the show is brought to you by our friends at uh, spreads.ca. Use the code CKRM. And when you use that promo code, you can have an opportunity to get in on a bunch of a cool uh, promo offer. So make sure you uh, sign up using the promo code CKRM, and there are a bunch of different features. I've used it a couple of times. Outstanding. Won some money, lost some money. That's what it's all about. <laughs> you win some losers. It takes a lot of losers to make one winner. Um, our text line is powered by Capital GMC Buick Cadillac. At the corner of Rochdale and Pasco, the number one GM dealership in the province, you can hit us up, 306-936-6262. And uh, also, all our guests come to you via the Western Pizza Hotline, dinner time, game time, anytime. A great time to order Western Pizza. In about 20 minutes, we'll hook up with John Ryan via phone. He was supposed to be down here live, but he... Uh, He's a business guy. He's retired. He really doesn't have a schedule anymore. He owns a couple baseball yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his uh, his wife is a comedian, and she um, had a couple of shows booked in Washington, like Spokane, Washington, yeah. Seattle, and he forgot. He went with her as uh, supporting her career now, and so he is not going to be here for the show in person, but he will join us live on the phone. Uh, we'll also hear from Farhan Lalji or Madani as they were uh, picking the male or the Canadian athlete of the year and we'll get into that and their selection process and everything like that uh but singer let's get to some of the news of the day you were doing a great job typing some stuff out so let's go through a few of these things what do you got there for us yeah i was laying in my bed this morning and uh, whoa 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 this is a a family show it's a family show so i started looking at some of the news and uh next thing you know i got like 15 bullet points here but xfl uniforms yeah they're a big uniform guy i'm a big uni guy they were released today and uh, they're very underwhelming, in my opinion. Do we know when they're actually going to camp or anything? I haven't heard. I, I, they drafted some guys, but like no-name guys. Like it doesn't. Kickoff kinda... is February 18th, I believe. So it's right after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'm assuming camp will be end of January, something like okay. that. But uh, a lot of Blue Jays news today. They're in pursuit to host the 2025 All-Star Game, and uh, the Cubs and Red Sox are also in pursuit. They uh, souped up that stadium. Yeah. They are, they are souping up that stadium. And yeah. uh, apparently there's going to be some new outfield dimensions, too, at the Rogers Center. Okay. They're going to be moving in 
uh, some of the fencing, uh, the oh. fencing out there, but to co- uh, to uh, correspond with it, they're going to be raising uh, the height of the of the fence. Ball. Okay. Yeah. So oh. the, they say the goal is to you know remain neutral as far as uh, how the ballpark okay. plays. So we shall see about so that. shorter but higher. Yeah, and Blue Jays as well, looking to add a, a sponsorship logo. Oh. To their uniform within the next two years. Yeah. Not a big fan of that, but I'm a traditionalist. That's, yeah, you are. Uh, so you that 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 horse is out of the barn and it ain't coming back. So don't worry about that. Yeah. Last week, uh, the Rays unveiled another plan for a new stadium. Uh, that's kind of old news, but uh, they're looking to rebuild or renovate Tropicana, Tropicana Field. Have you that, done that one? No, I, I don't want to go. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> they, the, uh, the the Rays barely want to go. I'm wondering if. Uh, What's this whole Montreal Tampa share? Is that did they get rid of that idea? They got rid of that idea. They were gonna share. Yeah, that's that's no longer so. just moving to Montreal. But the news of the day in the baseball world: Aaron Judge and the Yankees have agreed to a nine-year, three hundred and sixty million dollar contract. And the thing that hurts Ballsy for you, the San Diego Padres offered Judge ten years for $400 million, so Judge accepts one year less and $40 million less to stay with the Yankees. That's, of two, that's two guys in a row we lost out on because the day before, we offered more money than the Phillies for Trey Turner because they want to put Turner at second, or at short, yeah. then they wanted to move Hassan Kim to second, move Cronenworth to first because we need a first baseman, and then get a DH, right? So mm-hmm. they missed out on that, so then they went for the DH with Aaron Judge, and they missed out on that, but they still got lots of cash. It just kind of sucks for Padres. I got, yeah. Aren't you more disappointed? I, I was expecting you to be more disappointed with I'm yourself. in California. It's 17 Celsius. How can I be disappointed? The St. Louis Cardinals, they're signing former Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras to yeah. a five-year deal, so they found their replacement for Yadier. Molina, so yeah. that's uh, the biggest major. He retired. League. He retired. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah, that's the biggest MLB news of the day. Uh, Bills linebacker Von Miller, he's uh, he's gone. He's gone. Surgery for a torn ACL out for the rest of the year. How old is that dude? He's got to be about 32, 33. Like he'd be close to being yeah. done. And the big news in Ryderville. Oh, Jamo. Yeah, the Rough Riders have extended running back Jamal Morrow. From Washington State University, home of George Reed. Yeah, so we will uh, we will uh, hear from him a little later on. Connor Bedard met with the media. We'll hear from him in a bit here as uh, he's getting ready to go to the World Juniors. I know one of the Pat trainers is our uh, equipment guys actually going that's to the good. World Juniors yep. as well. So that's some good news out of uh, Regina. Um, in terms of the game last night, what did you think of that? Ho- You're not a big hockey guy, but you've been to a bunch of different rinks. Where does the old fun. Honda Center, uh, in terms of where we sat, how it looked, the presentation, everything like that. Well, we were talking. Man. Like, it's kind of surprising how nice it is being built in 1993. Yeah, like, that's it, your age. I'm born in 92, Ballsy. The, the rink is actually in better shape than using it. It that is. is unbelievable. But, like, I was the most... Uh, the thing I liked most about the Honda Center was the upper deck tickets. Best upper deck tickets I've... I've ever encountered. Like, like in terms of the uh, care, what you like, get for your money? Yeah, like you're close to the ice there, man. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyeballs yeah. when I was sitting up there. It was good, yeah. Compared to like MSG when you're sitting up in the upper deck at Madison Square Garden in New York, and yeah. you're like 10 miles away. So. Terry from uh, CAA gave me a nice duck hat, but everybody, I said stole it looked, it. everybody said it looked terrible, so you put it on stole it. I look better. It's reversible, it. though, right? It orange, is. Orange, yeah. black. Yeah. Yeah, I know the, the arena was good. The hockey game was good. Yeah, I mean, it was a 
great game. We 4-3. Were, we were cheering for free chicken the whole game yeah. because if the Ducks scored five goals, everyone in uh, attendance got some free That's chicken. That's why we had Chick-fil-A. We were so pumped about that. But came one Now, here's short. the thing, though. Had it gone to a shootout, do you think we would have got the chicken, or was yeah. that just regulation goals? They better. On the I was wondering about that. Because at the end of the game, it's five goals up on the board. So uh, we have, like, a bunch of people here from Saskatoon, from Regina, surrounding area, and Brett Leeson scored a goal, the guy who played for the PA Raiders, my old teammate's son, yeah. Daryl Leeson's son. And I had been in contact with Daryl. said, would Brett come on the show? And he said, well, why? his first thing was, well, I asked him last week, he said, well, why don't you go down to the dressing room and ask him yourself? Yeah, because they're just going to let a random guy go down to the dressing room and ask him. But this is honest to God truth. He did want to come, but he's too shy. That's the truth. A millionaire hockey player is too shy to talk to us common folks. So he he cannot make it. And John Ryan will join us at 430 because like I said he overbooked himself. So he will join us and apologize to the folks here for uh, not showing up. I liked it. It was a, it was a, it was a really good hockey game. Um, uh, the Ducks are young. They play they play hard though. They were flying around out what there. What was your favorite part about, about uh, your experience at the last Duck night? game? Yeah. The concourse was really nice. I liked I liked it was kind of like Marble. I don't want to say marble type flooring, but that was the part that kind of like made me think. That was like, nice. They cleaned it up. I like the duck horn. I know the ladies we were sitting You're with. You're stealing like, my idea. The, the, that, that's the, my the, favorite. The, the, thing. La- the ladies we were with really <laughs> liked the horn because yeah. it was like it was loud and it vibrated everything. They just loved it. That, that they wanted more goals. They weren't cheering for chicken. They were just cheering for duck horns. The gold <laughs> horn is iconic there, though. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. And the other thing I liked is my friend Chris White, who is. Uh, he is cheaper than cheap. He actually opened his wallet and bought me a drink. It was unbelievable. No, yeah, wait. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a mortgage's house, but, wow. but dude, he bought. Two, I didn't even get a Coca Cola. He bought two. He bought two doubles. Okay, he bought two doubles. So the tickets to the game were forty-one dollars. Okay, yeah. American. He bought two double drinks, one for him and one for his lovely wife, and it cost seventy bucks American yeah. for two drinks. It could have been like. Quadruples though, because apparently they just poured that puppy oh, right yeah. into the cup. I thought it was, not gonna lie to you. He bought me a spiced rum, and I got every cent worth. I, I, it was like Jamaica. They free poured that sucker. Yeah. It was awesome. And he noticed it too. Oh, look at her free pouring wow. that thing. This should be good. It was, yeah, it was good. It was awesome. No, I had a great time. We're back there on uh, Friday for the Ducks and the Sharks. Now I think we're in agreement that could be a. That I could mean, be, yeah, we're going for the jerseys. I we mean, at, to see what at the, the same time, it, it could be even, it could be a better game than what we saw last mm. night. I mean, I knows? was happy, and it's great when you go to a game and you don't care who wins or loses. Like yeah. I really didn't care. No, but it was good. We were cheering for chicken. Yeah, we were there for chicken. That's what we were there for. And then, of course, tomorrow we got Thursday night football. Oh, it's gonna be is fun, Baker going to play? I don't anymore? Know. All I know is Baker's wearing number 17, and he looks absolutely awful in that, in that number. But yeah, the Rams posted an Instagram picture of him in his new threads, and I was like, dude, like... He's wearing number 17? Yeah. That just, well, who's number six in their team? I think it's their punter. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, but all I know is they got a... I don't know. Got the Philip Rivers jersey on there. Oh, man. Wrong team, though. Wrong they don't, team. They don't, I don't really like their unis to begin with, but when you slap a 17 on that guy, I don't know. But I don't know if he's going to be playing or not. Well, they, they, they say there's a good chance he will. Could you imagine that? 
three days in place. If you would have told us before we left. Hey, did you know that Baker Mayfield is going to be the starter yeah. for the Rams? Yeah. I want to watch uh, Carr and uh, Devontae Adams. and I'm, I'm cheering for the Raiders. For I'm sure. interested to see how – I can't cheer for the Raiders, but I'm interested to see how high we're up and, like, yeah. uh, and uh, and uh, you know, trajectory down to see if we can see it. Here's an interesting stat or, or thing, Nugget. Guess how much the Ram tickets were? For, oh, yeah. The Ram tickets for our game, we we're in Section 5, I want to say 49, so we're kind of in the end zone a little bit, but up top. $300 a ticket for the Rams game. Mm-hmm. The Chargers tickets, which is 520 which is, I think, it's a little higher. Mm-hmm. They were fifty dollars a ticket. Just goes to show you, man. You win a Super Bowl, they're gonna, yeah, they're and, gonna gouge you. And one team's the owner's team, and the other team rents from the owner. Hey, but the Trump. Chargers have a nicer dressing room, so they certainly do. And you you uh, would think that would be the, the, the other way around if yeah. they're gonna yeah, make the sure. Rams the yeah, yeah, the three hundred dollars yeah. tickets, and the, and the Chargers actually have a chance in the playoffs. Chargers yeah. Dolphins. That might be the best game of the week on paper that we get a chance to watch. When we come back, we're gonna get to our uh, clutch performance, and we're also going to hear from Connor Bedard today as he met with the media's last media availability before heading out uh, for the World Junior Selection Camp. Like, he's not going to make the team. <laughs> this is the sportsgatesforspreads.ca from the Killarney's Irish Pub in Huntington Beach, California on 620 CK. The Kings of Saskatchewan Sports Talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to Huntington Beach, California. We are live from the Killarney's Irish Pub. Michael Ball, Sean Kleisinger joining you. I'm happy to have you, buddy. Yeah, man. It's, hanging out it's here. an honor, bro. It's, uh, it's great to be here with you. All right, so the show is brought to you by Spreads.ca. In this uh, time slot or this, uh, this segment, we always do our clutch performer, and it's brought to you by our friends over there at Nick's Service in Emerald Park, your local Massey Ferguson Challenger, Rogator, Cleaner, and Fent Dealer. Thanks to them for getting on board. You know who my clutch performer is? Terry Kazis from CAA. The way he's handling this, he's a pro, getting everybody uh, on, on the same page, getting us to and from the games, making sure everybody's having a great experience. So he's our clutch performance today. I'd have to say, this is the way to go, right? You've gone by yourself on trips and stuff, but isn't it great to have the man helping yeah, you out? This is my first time ever going on a trip with like uh, this many people. I like it. I like some company once in a while. I'm a bit of an introvert, but yeah. you know, dude, here you, I am. Dude, you got you got ripped off. It cost every one of us like oh. cost Terry twelve bucks, me thirteen American from our hotel for a Uber ride. You got soaked seventy Canadian, fifty five American. How did that work? Did you give the guy a tip by accident? No, I didn't. And uh I haven't heard anything back from them yet. I sent them a message. I'm looking right now and and, uh, Got you who your driver was and everything? Yeah, they did me dirty. They did uh, me we'll dirty. get him back. We'll get him back. Okay, so here's what we're going to do here. Uh, Colson back at the radio station. Uh, we had our reporters go down to the Brand Center because obviously Singer and I couldn't be there and Blaine is off. Uh, he's actually in California too on some football and hockey. Uh, but we had, I believe, uh, Tanner go down and get the audio from Connor Bedard's press conference. So thanks to our newsroom, we can roll that audio now. Uh, yeah, I think it was, you know, uh, definitely a good trip for us. And uh, I mean, to get to get five wins out there, obviously a tough, 
tough one game in Kamloops, but you know, I think it's pretty rare that you win you win six of those, or five out of six of those games. So uh, it's, it's good for our group going into you know Christmas and everything. Uh, I don't know. It's definitely you know a bit different. Not as much time on the bus, but uh, no. I mean, I'm I'm definitely super excited to, to head out and and get started and obviously try to win another gold medal. Yeah, I went home for the day in Vancouver and uh, spent some time with my family and everything. So uh, saw some saw some friends after games and stuff. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had a you know a lot of a lot of scoring from everyone, and um, I don't know how many goals we had that trip, but you know it was a lot. And uh, we know that as a as a group, we were you know, able to put the puck in the net. And um, I mean, from from top to bottom, our goalies played great, and uh, you know it was just just good to see and you know good to to get the wins. A few months ago. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's exciting. Like I said, I think uh, you know it's it's kind of weird for I think probably the country to have two of them in whatever four months now. So uh, that's that's probably a little different. But you know for for us it's super exciting. I mean you know Halifax is a pretty cool spot to have it. I think it's been been sold out for months. So uh, it's pretty exciting. Players in the world, how do you view these tournaments? Um, just you know a, a challenge and you know a, a chance to you know win. Like I said, I mean th that's the main goal. I think uh, for myself, you know you're playing against. You know the best 19 year olds in the world it's uh, obviously going to be a challenge and uh, but for me I think that's good for me to, to learn how to do that and uh, you know it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. How much do you pull from that first one? Yeah I can definitely learn learn a lot from that first one I mean um, you know I think whenever you you play with Hockey Canada and get more experience you, you learn a bit more with how they play and, and kind of how to play against different countries. When you head out uh, to Canada? Um, I think head out tomorrow so yeah pretty pretty soon here. Enjoy. Um, as soon as I can. I mean, I mean, I think it would be pretty tough to play on the sixth if I'm, I'm flying back. It's a pretty long flight, but you know, if I get get back early enough, maybe I can, I can dress. But uh, you know, I, I don't see that being too possible. So probably the eighth, like you said there. You just jump back in as soon as you can. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play as soon as I can. Obviously, you know, bearing any injury or anything. But uh, you know, for me, I, I want to get back and uh, you know play. It's far in the future. I haven't thought about that too much. But uh, when you bring it up, I'll, I'll try to play as soon as I can. Um, I think probably my face-offs have you know improved a lot. I think I'm I'm pretty good in the circle this year, and uh, you know whether I'm playing center or wing there, I'm not too sure. So uh, you know we'll see if I can kind of you know help bring that to to the team. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm sure we have a lot of guys that are probably a lot better than me at face-offs. So, uh, but if you know whatever it is, I, I get the opportunity to be on like a a big face-off, like you said. I think uh, that'd be exciting. Um, I don't know. I think it's you know pretty similar with with comfort and everything. I, I knew a lot of guys going into it in the summer. Obviously, kind of the same team and uh, same with this year. So uh, it's just exciting to to be with that group, be with the best players in the country, and uh, compete against them in practice, and obviously uh, be be on their team. Possibly on the wing. Uh, no, I'm not too sure yet. You know, we'll see uh, see once I get there. A major world events. Uh, yeah, I think the first time you put that jersey on every tournament, it's it's pretty surreal and. Uh, you kind of take a step back and you know kind of seem to seem to want to thank the people that have that have helped you almost and uh, you know I think it's it's one of the the biggest hockey tournaments in the world so uh, it's, it's it's exciting and uh, you know it's an honor. How do you shake off the nerves and stay focused when there's so much attention on you? Uh, I mean it's it's still just hockey I'm you know playing the game that I love playing the game I've been you know been been doing for whatever it is 10 11 years now so uh, you know, I'm having fun, and um, like I said, there I get to you know go play in a World Junior. So um, you know, I don't think don't think I'm thinking about the other stuff too much. Or sentiment as well. For sure, yeah. I mean, I've I've loved my time here, and 
um, you know, however many here, however many years I'm, you know, playing junior hockey, I, I'd love it to be here. And um, you know, I think we we got a good team as well. So um, you know, I've loved it here, like I said, and I would love to kind of continue my career here. There's Do you a- love it even when it's minus forty? <laughs> I mean, no, we're not outside much, so uh, but it's, it's definitely cold. But I mean, uh, no, it's it's pretty fun. Waving. I don't really understand too much of that, to be honest. <laughs> I think uh, you know, since I'm you know in high school or or whatever, I can I can say no. But you know, I think John John made it pretty clear he's he's not gonna you know attempt attempt to trade me. Like I like I don't want him to do either. So I think uh, we don't have to worry about that too much. Results like that more consistently the rest of the year. Uh, yeah, I thought we did a good job of, you know, it sounds cliche, but kind of playing playing 60 minutes. I mean, you know, I think there was a lot of games even. You know, that one in Swift Current there, we had a great great first, great third, and then we, you know, let up four in the in the second period and lost the game. So, uh, you know, there's been a lot of games like that where we think we probably should have came out if it wasn't for kind of lapses for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, whatever. And, um, you know, I thought we did a great job of that, obviously, other than the Cavaliers game. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we enjoyed it. You're you're playing in front of you know six seven thousand people, so uh, it was a lot of fun for us. And um, you know, we we really enjoyed that. I think we were getting you know a lot of booze, which is good. It means you're you're winning a bit. But um, no, I think we all enjoyed it, and that's something you uh, you don't you don't always get. So it was it was pretty fun. So Connor Bedard is. Uh Ready to go out uh, to Calgary, I believe, for the evaluation camp, and then we've got the World Juniors. Um, what's your uh, What's your thoughts on what you heard there? Looks like he's not going to be uh, uh, going to be traded, and That's he doesn't. All I care about. And he doesn't want to be traded either. I, I mean, if you're in his position, why would you want to be dealt anywhere? I mean, you got literally half a season left. And it doesn't matter to you where you like. He has like a lot of friends on the Pats. Like, like he's yeah. he's been there for a while now. Why would you want to leave your friends and start new, yeah. like friendships and stuff like that's something that doesn't really get talked about too much. Like he, he's built relationships both with players on the ice and people within the organization. And why would you want to leave that behind for? A couple of months. You know, yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Um, okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to hear from John Ryan from Saskatchewan, who lives in California but couldn't be here with us today. This is the Sports Cage for Spreads.ca on 620 CK. The Sports Cage is your locker room pass. We're talking riders on Saskatchewan Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage here at uh, Killarney's Irish Pub, Huntington Beach, California, with CAA and uh, the Sports Cage. And uh, we've got uh, lots of uh, fans here from Saskatoon and surrounding area and Regina and surrounding area. And it's time to head out on the Western Pizza Hotline. Dinner time, game time, anytime, a great time to order Western Pizza. I want to remind you, too, this show is brought to you by our good friends at Spreads.ca. We're uh, talking with uh, Regina Football Royalty now, John Ryan. How are you today, John? No, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing great. So, John, uh, the people in the bar can hear you here. I want you to tell them, honestly, I had lined you up to come here, and then you stood me up. The floor is yours. Tell them how you stood me up. 
this is completely accurate. I uh, well, first of all, I didn't know what Wednesday it was. You didn't uh, say which exact Wednesday it was. But now I'm uh, I am in LA right now, but I'm heading to Spokane, Washington, with my wife, who is uh, performing Chess Five Skills there this weekend. So, you know, when it comes to you or my wife, you know, it's a, it's a pretty easy choice. I'm very bold. You're going to pick your wife. I get it. That's good. You should pick your <laughs> wife for sure. You got to live with your wife. I get that. Uh, hey, is it true? I heard a rumor. Did, did your wife create like the the clear bags for the NFL uh, to get into NFL stadiums and things like that? Yeah, she has a line called Clutch Women, and it's the only uh, bag that fits the clear bag policy, but is not clear. So it's the only bag you can get into uh, a game without having to use a clear bag. Wow, I did not know that. So she's right across the NFL. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, she's kind of uh, she's not uh, licensed by any team, so she kind of sells them all independently. And now it's you know it's also that rule is kind of going into all the arenas here and all the MLB stadiums. So uh, it's getting pretty big. So I didn't realize this till I actually came here, my friend. I, I didn't realize how expensive it is to be out here. So I used to joke about you making millions and you're 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 rich, but holy cow, how do you live out here? It's it's crazy. I, we have a lot of friends out here. We don't have a single friend more than two kids. They said they, no matter. I, I have friends that make a ton of money out here, and they're like, I can't afford to have more than two kids, or I'll just I'll go bankrupt because it just. Everything is so expensive from just from living to uh, housing to everything. It's crazy. And it, it's amazing. I know you said you haven't been to SoFi. Your wife has, but we are going to the game tomorrow. And, uh, you know, just in SoFi, you got SoFi, you got the YouTube theater across the road. You got the, the man-made lake that's going to be used for archery in the Olympics. Uh, you've got uh, the, Clippers new you've got arena. the Clippers' new arena. Steve Ballmer bought the old Great Western Forum because he didn't want to go to court over, you know, a lawsuit because he was building his new Clippers stadium too close to the uh, Kia Forum. Like, that's crazy, man. It's just anything you want here, it's here. It definitely is. You know, you just kind of have whatever you want uh, any night. The only problem is trying to get there. The, the travel around here is awful, especially from you know three in the afternoon until seven. But uh, whatever you want, uh, you you can do here. It's pretty cool. So what do you do? Like, do you just stay in your area? Like, I'm serious. Like, I, I, I we're on Huntington Beach here. I'm loving it here. I'd love to spit. I love it down here. It's just got a great, cool Southern California vibe. But what do you? Do you just hang in your area? Yeah, definitely. We we live in Sherman Oaks, and we live in a little area that we can walk everywhere uh, from our, our local bar, restaurants, movie theater, my gym. I honestly get in my car maybe once every two weeks if I have to go somewhere, but uh, pretty much everything we have is in our own little neighborhood. So we uh, we try not to venture out beyond uh, our little neighborhood too often. It doesn't uh, happen often. Now let's not paint the picture like you're living like a common common man, like a Michael Ball or Sean Kleisinger would do. Let's not get carried away here. But but a guy that came from Regina, Saskatchewan, okay, from the mean streets of Regina. Are do you ever get used to this? Have you gotten used to it? How long did it take you to get used to it? Um, it, it took me a long time. I feel like. Oh, my whole U.S. experience has kind of broken me in slowly, starting in Green Bay, which is a pretty small town, and then going to Seattle, now going to L.A. Kind of, I was broken in slowly, the, the big city life. But uh, it's, it's definitely different. Um, you know, when I look at the, the weather yesterday in Regina, and it was uh, minus 50 degrees Fahrenheit, and it was 60 degrees here, um, it's, it's, it's not that hard to get used to. But, uh, you know, we, we, we have the ocean. We have, 
you know, all that stuff to do, but we still don't have Western pizza. So, I mean, that's the, that's the thing that you're always going to miss is the Regina boy. <laughs> no Western pizza. I love that, man. Hey, do you miss football yet? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I'm always going to miss it. You know, um, when I left the NFL, I missed playing the NFL. I missed the CFL. or left the CFL, I missed playing there. So I think there's always going to be a part of me that uh, that misses it. But uh, at the same time, I'm very at peace with my decision to, to walk away from the game. Um, and, you know, it's uh, it, it's going to be times where it's going to be tough, but uh, I'm pretty at peace with it. So uh, we took a bunch of listeners onto the field. They were kicking field goals. Zinger and I grabbed the football and were slinging it on the side. What was your kind of wow moment when you knew, holy cow, I'm in the NFL? Like, did you look around, first game in Green Bay? What was your wow moment? Um, I think it was in Green Bay, and it, was, uh, it wasn't even the preseason yet. We had one week before the preseason where we had the inter-squad game, and we, that was the first time in Lambeau Field. Uh, at the time, it was uh, you know, just a, a run-of-the-mill, you know, green versus gold game, and there was a completely sold out, like 65,000 people. And you just remember running around the field for, you know, a glorified practice and seeing 65,000 people in Lambeau. Just, it blew my mind, and I was just kind of like, I'm not, you know, I'm not in Kansas anymore. This is a, this is a different game. Zinger asked a really good question of, uh, of uh, I think it was Glenn Suter yesterday. Maybe you want to ask that same question of uh, John here. Yeah, I asked Glenn yesterday, John, if he ever has dreams of himself winning the 1989 Grey Cup. Like, you know, you wake up and then you kind of feel like you live that moment over again, like very vivid dreams. Have you ever had any... Uh, type of dreams like that, whether it's that first experience that you just talked about, family night at Lambeau Field, or whether it's the Super Bowl. Do you ever have any football-related dreams when you wake up and it literally feels like it happened again? Yeah, I have a lot of football-related dreams still. Uh, Most of them are kind of stress dreams, street dreams where I'm I'm trying to get to the stadium for a game and I can't get there no matter what I do. Uh, Dreams like that or dreams just being on the field and playing. Um, I wish I could have a dream of replaying the Super Bowl because that was a pretty good day, but yeah, it's mostly just, uh, you know, dreams of, uh, you know, being back on the field and, 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 and as I said, stress dreams. <laughs> yeah, I hate that, too, where you're late for an exam or something and you, can, and you can't get in. Because yeah, Zinger, Zinger here, actually, he played high school football at Riffle, and then he uh, was diagnosed with MS, and he kind of made a... I don't made a pack to himself or just said, I'm never going to throw a football again. And then we went on SoFi for this tour. We grabbed the ball. We were just slinging it like we were math, unconcussed Matthew Stafford and maybe uh, Cooper Cup. It's kind of cool, eh? When you get the football, when you get that uh, football, um, when football gets in your blood, John, I don't care if you're a pro or a young guy, you get a football, you get on a field or in a park, it's like it all comes back to you, doesn't it? That's how it feels for me. Oh. Absolutely, you, you can't you can't give a, a grown man or a grown a grown person a football and not expect them to swing it around. Like it's just it's like in your it's in your blood. Once it grabs hold of you, it's, it's there forever. I think you know. I was fortunate enough to play professionally for 19 years, and um, I, I still get I'm still getting the itch right now to go on the football field and kick footballs. I haven't yet, but I'm sure I will. I will again, but uh, not on the, the competitive level. Do you think you you went to like you worked out with John Carney and you've done things like that? You think you'd ever do like a kicking camp or something like that? Because that's a that's a you know kind of like a paid forward thing, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd ever do my own thing, um, but I've already talked to John Carney, who uh, you know played for San Diego, played in the NFL for like 23 years, and he runs 
a bunch of he runs a daily camp. He got he has guys there uh, all year round, and uh, when he brings in all the new uh, college recruits that are going on to the NFL this year, I'm going to go work with all those guys. So that'll be kind of cool to kind of get back into it, and I'm sure uh, <laughs> the itch will come back even worse when I'm out there with a bunch of guys trying to make it. So. I'm looking forward to that. Whether or not I'm going to do my own thing, I don't think so. But I'd love to, you know, continue to work with guys just to, you know, share that knowledge that I've uh, that I've been lucky enough to come across the last however many years. Love to pick your brain here on some NFL topics right now. You you look at um, the NFC. Who do you got coming out of the NFC? I mean, Dallas is a solid bet right now. Minnesota's been pretty good. Uh, I would have said San Francisco a week or two ago, but now with Garoppolo yeah. on the shelf, probably till the playoffs. I mean, who's coming out of that NFC? It doesn't. It doesn't look too good. There's only a couple of teams. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Eagles and I like the Cowboys. Um, it, it, I, I sound like a total fan saying this, but I still don't know if Vikings are for real. Even though they're ten and two, they have a point differential of plus ten. You know, they've outscored their opponents by ten points. And uh, you look at a team like the Cowboys who have one less win, and they've also their opponent their opponents by like 127 points. Like I, I just don't I don't I don't see it yet for the Vikings. Um, but it's got to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. Uh, as you said a week ago, I, I really thought San Fran was coming on strong, and now without with no quarterback, really, it's going to be pretty tough for them. And I still think uh, Seattle could be a sleeper coming out of the uh, NFC West. Do do you really do you buy? I know this sounds stupid. Do you buy the Eagles? I can't get on the Jalen Hurts train. I, I do. I think they're a good team. I, I think the Cowboys are better. Uh, I think the Cowboys are probably the best representative out of the NFC. Um, but with that being said, it looks like the Eagles will probably win that uh, win that uh, buy the opening week buy, and then you know it's a little bit easier from there. You know, you win one game and you're in the NFC Championship. So. Uh, if they can win that uh, NFC East, it's an easier path for them for sure. But I still think the Cowboys are a better team. Yeah. So, so when you look at the, the AFC, though, that's kind of—I mean, Patrick Mahomes—he's—he's he's almost like he's ramming it up everybody's butt this year. It's like everybody was talking about Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Josh, uh, Joe Burrow, and I know he lost to Joe Burrow, and Burrow really sh- Burrow's the only guy that's beat him three times. So that's interesting. But uh, Patrick Mahomes having a great year again. Yeah, he really is. I think they're definitely the class of the league, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I think they're actually better than the nine and three record. Um, and I, I definitely, you know, it, it's kind of going to come between them and the Bills. I think who's going to come out of there. But uh, in my opinion, right now, the Chiefs are the best team. So we'll see. I don't really see necessarily any any sleepers that I would be too worried about. You know, the Ravens and the Bengals are going to be there, but um, you know, I, I don't see too many teams that can challenge those two teams right now. Can we get a John Ryan Super Bowl prediction? Oh, man. Or is it too early? Uh, no, I'm going to go uh, Chiefs Cowboys. Chiefs Cowboys. Chiefs Cowboys. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. a good one. John Ryan, Chiefs yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, uh, but I will tell you. I would have to cheer for the Chiefs? Yeah. Really? Oh. Hey, so we saw that. So it's $300. We're, we're sitting up in the bleeders tomorrow for the Rams and the Raiders. Now, mind you, that was supposed to be at the start of the year, a primetime game. It is a primetime game in terms of the time slot, but, I mean, it was supposed to be a great game. And, hell, we could see Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Rams. But when you look at it, when you look at it, 
We are paying $300 a ticket for bleeder tickets for the Ram games, okay? For the Rams game. We are sitting two sections over for the Chargers game, still bleeders. It's costing us $50 a ticket. That is quite a discrepancy. Does that tell us that not too many people care about the Chargers in this town? Yeah, it seems like the Rams kind of took hold of people's hearts by coming in and being such a good team so early. Uh, the Chargers were the second ones in, and they were playing at some small little, you know, the soccer stadium out of town, and just didn't get that same uh, that same love from the people here right right away. And I think they kind of lost that momentum by having the Rams kind of stomp on it and have the success early on. It's, it's a lot like the Clippers and the Lakers in this town. You can go to a Lakers game and pay, you know, five hundred bucks for a half decent seat, and that same ticket the next night is, you know, forty, fifty bucks for the Clippers. You know, same arena, same everything. And it just, you know, this town is a this town is a Dodger and a Laker town, and now it's a Ram town. Everyone else is a second fiddle. Well, you must be in heaven here, though, if you're retired. I know you're running baseball teams, collegiate baseball teams, but, I mean, we on our way to the Honda Center, we passed Angel Stadium. There's yeah. Dodgers Stadium. The Padres just down the road. All, well, the Angels should be better than they are, but Dodgers and Padres, pretty competitive. You must uh, you must like it here. Are you going to take in some more uh, baseball games this year? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's nice. We have uh, Anaheim is about 45 miles from here, but we have a train that goes right to the parking lot. Uh, there's a bar car. You have a couple of beers on the way down, and it's uh, it's not that bad a trip. And uh, same with uh, Dodger Stadium, you can kind of get there 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic. But uh, you know, just to have the ability to go to a different sporting event every night, kind of for me, that's kind of what that's uh, that's heaven for me. When's your ba- when's your baseball season get fired up? Like, when are you getting going with your uh, club clubs? Uh, well, on the field, we get going in uh, in May. Uh, our new team in Ohio gets going in April, um, but right right now it's kind of uh, the busiest time of year. Really, we're trying to get sponsors, they're trying to hire new guy, new staff, and get all that going. It's kind of the the more boring part of it, and it kind of builds up to the, to the funner part where it's a little less work when you hit the season. Well, John, I thank you uh, for taking time out of your schedule. I was just joking. I, I know you'd be here if you could be. We appreciate you uh, giving us some time always and your thoughts on the NFL and living in Southern California. Uh, have fun in the comedy. Yes. Does she ever bring you up on stage at all? Yeah, I've, I've actually opened for her about 10 times. It did about 15 minutes before she went on. You opened for her? Yeah, yeah, I've done a few times. I've hosted for her, yeah. Wow. That's yeah, cool. After, after can I check this out? I, I, said, we... I just said I'd never do it again. Would that but... say that again? You said you'd never do it again. Hey. I said I'd never do it again. Can we check? Uh, can we check up out some of this stuff on YouTube? Where you open for? Or is that uh, there's no you, there's no cameras at our shows? Oh God, I hope not. I hope if there's any evidence of this, I hope it's been destroyed. <laughs> John, thanks for your time, man. We'll talk to you later. I appreciate right, you. Time. Okay, John. Uh, All right, that's John Ryan, football royalty in Regina, former bomber, former Packer, former Ryder, former, uh, what else, Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl champ, former Edmonton Elks football player, Sheldon Williams, Spartan Regina Ram, guy's done it all. When we come back, we'll get a sports ticker with our friend Sean Kleisinger. We're coming to you live from Huntington Beach, California, Killarney Irish Pub. It's the Sports Cage Extravaganza with CAA Saskatchewan. For spreads.ca on 620 CKA. You're listening to the radio home of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Welcome back. 
It's the sports cage for our friends at spreads.ca. Use the code CKRM when you're signing up, and hey, you will be in the running for a lot of great promo offers. There are lots of different games you can play. Bet on sports at spreads.ca. Our sports ticker, our buddy Sean Kleisinger here from Huntington Beach, California, with the David Hasselhoff tan. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, man, I'm tanning up. Sports tickers for Bronco Plumbing and Heating or professional service is guaranteed. They'll treat you right. Give them a call at 781-2090. Well, we're going to hear from them next hour. The Rough Riders have extended running back Jamal Morrill. That's good news for Rider Nation, and uh, this was interesting. I saw this this morning. Shane Wright, he scored his first career NHL goal last night, and it came against the team who passed him up, the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens got the last lap, though, winning 4-2 to two, uh, last night. Bills linebacker Vaughn Miller underwent surgery for a torn ACL. He's out for the rest of the season. I'm kind of hopping around here, but back to CFL news. The BC Lions, they're bringing back their entire coaching staff for the 2023 season, and uh, the Ottawa Red Black have re-signed punter Richie Leone. Some punter news. And uh, what else do we got here, Ballsy? We already mentioned Aaron Judge and the Yankees have agreed to a nine-year, $360 million contract. And we're going to be talking with Arash Madani about this later on, but Marie-Philippe Poulin uh, has won the Northern Star Award as Canada's top athlete in 2022. So big congrats to her. And uh, that's about the uh, XFL released their uniforms today. A lot going on. You said, the you said underwhelming, though. Yeah, I actually ranked them. Uh, San Antonio Brahmas, they're number one for me. Last place is the Houston Roughnecks. I had I have no idea who designed those Houston Roughneck uniforms, Ballsy. Is that the Brahma Bulls, like uh, the Rock San Antonio Brahmas? The San Antonio Brahmas, yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Come on, man. Get out of here. Okay, hey, I want to give a shout-out to our friend Cam Sebastian and the gang at Bronco Plumbing and Heating. They have provided a toilet. We're moving it around town. It is starting. It's its first year on CKRM. I did it when I was on the Wolf. We started it with my friend Chris White, moved on with Chad McDonald. Uh, I have brought it over since it was our yeah. deal, the start. It's a nice toilet. Yeah, it's a great toilet. He gave us a new toilet. We're moving it around town. Don't crap in the toilet or do anything but put money in the toilet. All money raised over the next two weeks goes to the Sophia House Women's Shelter for uh, women and children fleeing domestic violence. It's a uh, it's a charity that fly, flies under the radar, anonymity, so to speak, right? They can't really promote themselves too much. Uh, and so we are uh, giving money every year for this. At uh, this time of year, we call it good crap for Christmas because you ask, hey, Zinger, what'd you get for Christmas? Oh, I got a bunch of good crap. Good crap for Christmas. So you crap in a toilet. We have a toilet. We move it around town. It is at the Mercury Cafe. Curtis from Carrie's moving, moved it to the Mercury Cafe. It's there all day today and tomorrow for their breakfast uh, uh, rush. Then they will call Curtis at Carrie's moving. Curtis will move that toilet to wherever they want it to go. It'll yeah. go to the next business. They'll keep it there for a minimum $25 donation, although we're hoping for more. And then they'll tell Curtis, I want it sent to, who knows? Western Pizza. Western Pizza. And then Spiro gets it at Western Pizza. He keeps it there for a couple hours, raises as much as he can. We plug each business so they get... They look good in the community, and they've done some good for the community, and we plug Curtis for moving it around, and we plug, uh, you know, we plug the people that donated, and... Good idea. Yeah. Hopefully, 
lots of money's raised. Yeah, you know, over the last 14 years, I think we're around a hundred thousand dollars. We only Ooh. do it. We only do it for two days at a or two weeks at a time. Pardon me, right over the Christmas season. So the money goes for necessities and some Christmas gifts, either on time or just after Christmas for women and children. Because that's the. I mean, you're not thinking about that when you're fleeing domestic violence, right? Oh. So thanks to Cam, Sebastian, and the gang of Bronco Plumbing and Eating for giving us that toilet. When we come back on the others, and if you'd like the toilet, mball at harvardmedia.com or direct message me on Instagram and Facebook, and I will get the toilet out to you. Uh, we'd be happy if you got on board with it. We're coming to you from sunny Southern California with our great sports cage shareholders, as I like to call them, uh, the listeners here. And uh, when we come back on the other side of 5 o'clock, we'll hear from Jamal Morrow, newly signed running back with the Saskatchewan Roughriders. Terry Kazas from CAA Travel will join us, too. And we'll get a couple of listeners on before the show's done as well. This is the Sports Cage for Spreads.ca on 620. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage, live from Killarney's Irish Pub in Huntington Beach, California. We're on our Sports Cage trip, Ballsy, along with Sean Kleisinger. I'm glad you joined me, man. It's been good. It's been fun, man. Hey, uh, I'm eating nachos, but they're not nachos. Like, they got cheese and stuff on chips. Yeah, they're like regular. That must be an Irish thing. It's got to be an Irish thing. I know Amanda, Chris's wife, Chris White's wife, saying it's something else. Oh. What is it? Loaded crisps. They're good, man. They're pretty good. They're good. Go down good with some Diet Coke. Diet Coke. Yeah, Chris is, yeah, he's loaded crisps. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So, listen, we know it's cold back home. We're not here to rub in the fact that it's 17 degrees and sunny with no wind in Southern California. Blonde babes everywhere. Good looking. When I walked, when I walked on, and I hope that's not politically incorrect anymore, but it probably is. But I walked on, I got out of my Uber, I walked here. Two Are you steps, overcharged? Two, well, I'll get to that in a yeah. second. Two steps, and there is this huge guy that blocked out the sun. Muscly, rubbing suntan oil on him. I'm like, holy cow. Wow. I'm in Southern California. Yeah. Dude's pretty big. Uh, yeah, so it cost me $13.82 to get here from my hotel. Gave the guy a $1 tip because he wasn't much of a conversationalist. Oh, that's good. Although he was playing Van Halen in the vehicle, which oh. is good. But here's the deal. You were charged how much? I was charged $51 American. Don't know why. Did you uh, check on that? Haven't, yeah, I messaged them. That they're not messaging they me up. They stole my money. Now they're not going to file a claim. You know? Okay, so here's the deal. Rider, riders, riders roster. What were you like? What did you like about the riders? Was there a certain aspect or pl- no? Come on, not everything sucked. Uh, I like. Don't snicker I like, like I that. like Mario Alford. Yeah, he was good. I liked. I liked his kick returns for touchdowns. That's always a good thing. Our punter was good. Our play. Our punter was okay. Uh, our play, he, I, he struggles in the yeah. cold weather. I feel yeah. Like our place kicker was good. Running back was uh, pretty good. That's where I'm going. Moro, Frankie Hickson. Right. So Hickson's already. We got some great fullbacks. I love our fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Our interior of our old line has potential. We need some tackles. But Jamal Morrow's re-signed with this football team, and that's a good 
that's a good uh, first step to getting back to some credibility with the Rough Riders. That's, whenever the Riders had success on offense last year, like consistently, it was when Morrow was healthy at the beginning of the year and when he was constantly getting the rock. Like I picked Darnell Sankey as my MOP and my defensive player, but until he hurt his hand, he was the MOP of the yeah, team. He was. I thought Morrow was. And then when he went down, Frankie Hickson came in, and it was basically not missing a beat. So like when those you, two guys... Like, you snickered there, and rightfully so, but when you think about it, you couldn't really get a worse season. No, I mean... Short of, a, short of a, some sort of sex scandal or somebody dying... What else could have gone wrong with this team this year? You had COVID. You had throwing helmets. You had going after knees. You had quarterback whining. You had the coach benching the quarterback. Like in my, in my opinion, this was probably one of those. Like it might be the worst season of Ryder football that I've been a part of since I've been alive, and that's saying a lot because there was a lot of bad years, late 90s and stuff, but just everything that happened off the field, it seemed like the majority of the time we were... Hey, Sports Case listeners, this is producer Colson in Regina, Saskatchewan. We've lost connection with uh, Ballsy and Zinger down in California, so we're just going to go to our uh, media coverage with Jamal Morrow and him re-signing with the Riders. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, regardless of who's that, who's that quarterback, who's that offensive coordinator, I mean, I think Saskatchewan is just a, a place that you want to be in general. I mean, with with the you know a general fan base and the what we have, what we have, you know, what we have, you know, to offer facility wise, I think there's no other place you would want to play in the CFL. So, I mean, once that you know, once that all that comes to fruition, I think you know whoever's at the helm and whoever's that offensive coordinator, I think you know we would it's still a destination place you want to be in the CFL. How do you describe yourself as a back? Are you, the scat back, you and Hickson, I mean, you both got very similar styles and actually dangerous, reckless. I think I said this, this to you before, but, I mean, you're prone to injuries the, the way you guys are running like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think we have, we have a one-two punch. I mean, I'm super excited, you know, to be back with Frankie. And, I mean, we do. I mean, I think as a running back, it's, I mean, anytime you're a running back, you, you're going to have to be able to run physical. So, I mean, we definitely run with a chip on our shoulder. And so, I mean, unfortunately, you know, that, you know, that does happen. But, you know, if we're able to protect ourselves a little more, you know, be, you know, take less hits, I think, you know, it'll be better for this offense and better for us. But, I mean, regardless, that's just the position of nature. You know, you're going to have to be physical. Thanks, Jamal. Yeah, no problem. So the question is from Tanner, and he says, um, was there any consideration, uh, like, did the fact that there wasn't a quarterback or offensive coordinator affect your decision to return at all? Um, not at all. I mean, I, I've been here, like I said, more, since my whole career, and so, like, I didn't want to go anywhere else. And so once, you know, um, JL reached out to me, I, I knew this was the place I wanted to go. And so, I mean, knowing the fact that we the team we have here and the, the core group of guys, I think we have, you know, we, we can, you know, be a cornerstone for this. And then, well, I could be a cornerstone for, you know, to, to, you know, maybe bring somebody in, you know, help, you know, help somebody's decision. So that wasn't an issue at all. I mean, that's, this is where I want to be. And so I'm just happy to be back. But Jamal, it was minus 35 here overnight. You should be up here <laughs> practicing in this. Good God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me book a flight up there right now. And I can, I'll, I'll go out and uh, get used to that. Um, Jamal, what, what do you think about being back with another season with Frankie Hickson with the two of you as a running back combo? Oh, I love it. I mean, you know, we, like you said, we, last year we, we, you know, we kind of started playing off each other, you know, with a one-two and uh, unfortunately, you know, I went down, but the, what, what I seen when he, when I was out 
it was amazing. So, I mean, I'm super excited, you know, to get both of us, you know, back healthy again. And, you know, they really have to, you know, have a one-two punch, you know, become that, you know, that pivotal, you know, running back duo in the CFL. And we can, you know, and dominate what we, you know, dominate week in and week out. You ever wonder what might have been had you not broken your hand last year? What what, what would have happened to you where you would have ended up this season? <laughs> I mean, there's always the, the you know what would have been, but my whole career has been you know what if that happened? What if the, you know what if this? What if that happened? So I don't really you know pay too much attention to that, you know, or pay any mind to that. I mean, the fact that I was able to watch, you know, Frankie do what he, do what he did, you know, that during that six-week span was amazing. So that made it easier for me, and I didn't really have to worry about oh, you know. I, I could have, I could have done this. I could have done that. So, that, you know, I don't like to, you know, think of it what up. You know, I just, you know, you just live, you know, day in and day out. Be where your feet are, you know, and and just trust the process day in and day out. And when you were injured, you spent a lot more time in the community doing community events and that sort of thing. And how did that kind of develop your perspective on Saskatchewan? It was huge. I mean, like I said, being actually going out and you know touching the feet and, you know, interacting with the community, you know, when I was out, I absolutely loved, you know, uh, the, the place of the whole, you know, province of uh, Saskatchewan. So being able to see, you know, you know, either doing, you doing, you know, kids camps or, you know, going out, you know, talking to people. I love it, you know, and, it, and it's a true place, you know, I hold the, you know, the dear spot in my heart. And so that, you know, that made it better, you know, being, not being out on the field, but being able to interact with the community. I thought that was a, like I say, I mean, it made me, you know, fall in love, you know, the place even more, you know, actually, because when you're, you know, when you're in the stadium, you know, or, you know, doing practice, you just so, you know, work, work, work. And so to take, to take a step back and see it from a different perspective, that just, I loved it. And so, you know, that was also, you know, a huge, you know, the reason to me coming back, you know, I just have, you know, so much love, you know, for the, for the city of Regina, you know, in all Saskatchewan. What are your plans for the off season? How do you plan to prepare for this upcoming season? Yeah, kind of, you know, getting back to what I did last year, you know, me and my um, my buddy Kevin, my one of my friends, you know, I worked with him. And so we'll we'll get after it again. And, you know, so but right now, you know, just to, with the holidays, you know, you know, enjoy family, you know, and enjoy, you know, being around, you know, the loved ones and friends. And so enjoy the process now that, you know, at the start of the new year, you know, gear it up and, you know, get ready to, to take on another season. Jamal, there's other options out there for football players now, the USFL, XFL. Did you even look at that sort of uh, that chance of taking that, that chance um, now? No, I, I didn't. You know, I, um, like I said, after the season, you know, uh, JL reached out pretty soon. It's dark. Oh, my God, it's dark. Okay, um, but, um, you know, after the season, JL reached out right away. And so I, I really wasn't concerned. I didn't you know, put any interest in, you know, to going out there. Um, you know, once he reached out, I knew we, we could we could get something done. You know, I just knew this. You know, Saskatchewan was where I wanted to be. You know, rather than you know going to a to try a new league out or you know just to prove myself somewhere else. You know, and being able to you know my, my whole you know throughout my whole football career, loyalty was kind of you know where I you know where I stayed even in high school. You no, know, but I didn't want to transfer. You know, Washington State didn't want to transfer. So you know, it's kind of you know being loyal to a certain team and to a place is always you know a big deal to me. So and like I said, once as soon as JL reached out, I didn't you know think of going anywhere else.
The coach calls him Chimo. We call him Jamal Morrow. He's an all-purpose back kick returner for your Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and we can say that again because he has re-signed with the football team. That's a great signing. When we come back, we'll talk to a good all-around dude and sports fan Terry Kazis from CAA Travel. He is our conductor of this great trip in Huntington Beach, California. Don't hate us because we're here. You could have been here. You can be here next year, too. Well, maybe not here, but somewhere else. This is the Sports Cage for Spreads.ca on 620. We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Welcome back to Huntington Beach, California. Sunny and 17 here as we are at uh, 3.20, thereabouts, local time. Michael Ball here along with my sidekick and producer, Sean Kleisinger. Glad he's along. We've had a couple of technical snafus, but all in all, not too bad. We're happy that Colson Schultz is back at the station helping out, too. We appreciate his efforts and our engineer, Ryan Mishorek. All right. Now, thank God we have somebody here that's actually organizing the trip where you and I'd be really curious. I'd be in the ocean right now. Yeah, no kidding, man. I'd be, I'd, I'd absolutely be in the ocean for sure. Hey, we've got our friend Terry Kazis here from CAA Travel. How are you, my friend? Okay, so why don't, give me give me that microphone for a second. There you go. There All right, I'm yeah. doing great. Thanks for asking. It's great to be in Southern Cali. Yeah, and we have uh, what a great uh, great group of people here, man, and, and not just from Regina, all over the place. Yeah, we got them from all over Saskatchewan. We brought them all down here. We're in a great little pub here, Killarney's Irish Pub. We've taken over the bar. We're, yeah. it's, it's all Canada. I love this. I love the ambient sound, and there's a couple of local guys just loving it here at Huntington Beach. Now, Here's the thing. What was, was it? This one sold out maybe the fastest you've had. What was the big selling feature besides Zinger and Ballsy coming on the trip? Well, that was just yeah, yeah. yeah he rolls yeah, his yeah, eyes. Hey, just, I love, yeah. I love it. Um, you know, just getting away after uh, COVID again. You know, the pandemic. But getting going with a great group of uh, like-minded sport, sports individuals. We we always have at least fifty percent back every year, and then we get a lot of new ones that come specifically based on the team uh, or teams that they're going to see. I would imagine the stadium this year had a lot to do with it, with it, SoFi. Yeah, absolutely it did. And what an amazing experience yeah. that was. Yeah. Hey? I mean, you know, doing that tour and uh, getting to go around the whole thing. It was basically us in there by the time we got there. Yeah. Um, we had a great experience in there, kicking field goals and throwing passes on the turf. I yeah. tried kicking. What a great, yeah, yeah. so did I. Were you shocked? Were you shocked at how they were okay, but they weren't spectacular? The dressing rooms, especially the Rams dressing room, like the Chargers dressing room, the renters better than the Rams, and both dressing rooms not as good as the Rough Riders dressing room. I still don't think they show us the real ones on these tours. You know, I've see, done he, a number. See, and he thinks they are. He thinks that because they don't spend their whole week there, just the game day, they just keep it very basic but you think yeah. those are those are fake ones well 
<laughs> I, I do. I, I, I think there's yeah. something more elaborate, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that, that was a great setup, and uh, I always wanted to ask you, how long does it take you to organize something like this to yeah. make sure 60 people, they're like-minded, but are all on the same page, all know where they're going, like, for instance, go from our hotel to get here to, to enjoy this day? Yeah, so it. Uh, I'll start soon as we get home again, ultimately. Um, you know, uh, we've a lot of the people have voiced their opinion this uh, week uh, already, just kind of saying where they want to go next year. And are they into it so, next year, too? Oh, absolutely they are. You know, the, that's what everybody's saying. And I know we'll get a, a minimum of, uh, you know, 50 to 70% back. Yeah. And then we'll grow it from there again, depending on where we decide to go. Um, but I'll start working on this, you know, when we get back. And then when the schedules come and things, yeah. we'll, we'll fill it all in and, and we'll be set to go. How um, how surprised? Now, you've been to the Anaheim rink before I haven't. But I thought, okay, it's just going to be this bland rink. You know, it, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. But for a rink that was built in 1993, that is an underrated rink, especially where we were sitting for 41 bucks. Great sight lines. Yeah, well, we do get a benefit of yeah. booking, uh, you know, 60 tickets for that. But too, still, right? it was re- when you told me the right. original price, a, re- a reasonable yeah. price, right? It, it really is. You know, they don't tell. They're getting about 12,000 out of uh, 18,000 fans in the stadium right now. So two-thirds full. Uh, they're trying to uh, increase it. And, you know, group uh, groups that come in are helping that out. But what I think it's a beautiful arena. It's one of the nicer ones I've definitely been to. Yeah, and you said Zinger's better than MSG or Winnipeg in terms of sightlines. Sightlines for sure, yeah. They were 14,576 at the game. It's crazy. Okay. I've, never, I've never been to a game in L.A., okay? I've never, obviously, my first time to L.A. And I text, I, I took some pictures of the crowd, sent them to my son because he's an avid sports fan. I said, well, we got great seats, but I don't know who's going to come to this game. I said, there's like maybe 35. This is a Pats game. This was, he goes, what time is it? I said, well, the game starts, in, the game starts in seven minutes. But then when you look, no wonder it's a late arriving crowd because of traffic and everything like that, right? Insane. Yeah? yeah. Isn't it crazy? That traffic is nonstop, isn't it? Yeah. Will you ever, will you ever, uh, will you ever complain about the ring road train again? <laughs> Never. Well, yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah. That ring road train is something else for me because I go north every day to go to work, right? <laughs> so, I, so quite often I'm, I get hit with that. Thing. So, uh, how much has your industry been hit by, by the pandemic, by COVID, by you know even things where people just book their own trips? Yeah, it was devastating throughout the pa- pandemic. Of course, um, things are going gangbusters right now. We're we're feeling a lot of love uh, throughout the industry, and and things are you know what they're going super great. I have a great team across the province. I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, things are going phenomenal. So we got people from Regina. We got people from I met Dave from Fort Capel, Cal from Kincaid, some people from Dunder from Dunder and Prince Albert. Yeah, they were all pumped for Lisa. Oh, yeah. See, listen, and I want to I want to point out because you had promoted. Yes, I did. I had John Ryan to come down, but he got the he got the booking wrong. 
Brett Leeson. I'm friends with his dad, Darrell. We were teammates on the Rams. He's too shy to come down here. And Getzlaff was, uh, he's still in the wind. I don't know if he shows or not, but his brother was working on it for him. You know what? Next year, bigger and better. Yeah, right? for sure. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, if people want to get on board with you and, and do this next year, because by the sounds of it, there will be a next year, provided the world stays on the rails. <laughs> and who knows? Uh, where can they get a hold of you and how do they get on board? Because they probably should look into this pretty quickly once you set the schedules and everything. Like Absolutely. That. Sooner rather than later. We uh, we did have a wait list in then for this trip this year, but you know, once we hit the 56, that's not that's what we're bringing. It fills the bus unless we, you know, get another 30 more kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. But we're, we're we put together a really great group when we when we sell it out at the 56, right? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a busload and we're having a hell of a time. Everybody is, it's fantastic. You can get a hold of us at any one of our CAA travel branches across the province. I mean, people are going to be texting you and Zinger after the show and throughout the year and wondering where, uh, you know, when and where. They text me, they email me. And again, like I said, just uh, reach out to us at one of our offices and uh, watch your emails and watch uh, the CAA travel uh, sites. Is there any locations, like you said earlier, that some of the people here have come to you with, like, requests, if you will, of locate possible locations next year? Is there any, like, front runners? Like, can you rank them? Is there some Miamis in there? Is there some Texas? What have, what have we got cooking here for there, There's some of a little bit of all of that, yeah. simply. I, I don't like to leak He's it. He's smiling like a butcher's dog. I can't <laughs> say, but, but I would assume, I would assume when we look back home and it's minus 40, not to rub it in, people would prefer warmer destinations when it's like 17 degrees, 20 degrees, that type of thing. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we've had some uh, uh, temperatures around the zero plus three yeah. plus seven yeah. uh, marks and stuff like that. And those have been great destinations yeah. to go to. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, they like the warm ones. Do you usually try to fit in like a basketball? Because uh, <laughs> oddly enough, the Clippers and the Lakers weren't around here when we came here this time. Right. So, and we have done those before where we fed them in. I just do them on the side. Yeah. Uh, once I send out your information, yeah. I say, by the way, if we want to do this, we We've had uh, box seats at uh, Lakers games before, just as you mentioned wow. that. So, well, you added the tour to SoFi Absolutely. at the last, last second. Minutes. And, I always got something cooking. And, I'll one tell o- you. and one other thing, just talk about the challenges or the differences in buying. I think this is a neat story. We touched on it, but you're the guy doing it. Between buying Rams tickets and Chargers tickets for the group, because it's basically the same area where we're sitting, like the same level, right? Yeah, and the tickets ranged about two hundred dollars more for the Rams game simply because uh, they were sold out before they went on sale because they were the Super Bowl champs. But, man, it looks like the Chargers should have been taken more. Yeah. But, yeah, supply and demand based on, uh, you know, kind of your records and stuff, right? Everybody wants to come and see the Raiders when they're here, too. Yeah, that's so true. That's a good point. It, uh, you know, it, it makes a big difference. But, yeah, being the, the Super Bowl champs, I guess, currently, yeah. um, it, the demand was high, and uh, we uh, we got hit on those costs. But, you yeah. know what, it's all built into the same uh, same package that we put together, and we, we give you guys everything when you come. Right? Yeah. I mean, what are you missing here? You're not missing anything. I think that's the beauty of it is when you go on a trip like this, 
You got your itinerary laid out. And if you have any questions, I talk to you. I don't have to run around looking for anybody. Because if I went to the hotel, or they wouldn't help me because they'd have no clue. Every one of these people has my personal cell phone number. And I'm there for them night and day. That's the way to go, isn't it? Because you've gone by yourself. And there's some merit to that. But this is the way to go. I'm going to call Terry at 3 in the morning. He said night and day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you at 3 a.m. with a question yeah, about up. tomorrow's game. And they've done it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was up walking at 5 this morning. Oh, That's a machine. Wow. Anyway, thanks for your time, man. Thanks, All right, Terry. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks, man. All right, guys. Terry Kaz is joining us from CAA Travel. When we come back, we'll hear from Farhan Lalji. It's the Sports Gates for Spreads.ca live here in Huntington Beach, California on 620 CKRM. Hey, Sports Cage listeners. Spreads.ca slash CKRM is Canada's premier online sports betting destination. Sign up using the code CKRM and get 15 free spins on the slot machine for a chance to win $1 million. Plus, they'll match your first deposit of $25 to $250 and give you a free $25 sports bet. Finding excellent online sports betting shouldn't be a gamble. For the best in sports betting, head to spreads.ca slash CKRM.ca. Kings of Saskatchewan Sports Talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage for Spreads.ca here on 620 CKRM. Ballsy along with Singer, and it's time to head on the Western Pizza Online Dinner Time, Game Time, Anytime, a great time to order Western Pizza. By the way, if you want to weigh in on the show, 936 6262. That's our text line powered by Capital Ford Lincoln. We got some texts at the uh, corner of Rochdale and Pasqua. We'll get to that in a second, okay, Singer? Yep. Yeah, you're my text man. But first, let's head out on the Western Pizza Hotline and talk with TSN's Farhan Lalji. joins us each Wednesday. Uh, it's nice to talk to you on the same time zone. I'm on your same time zone. I'm south of you, though, on California. That a boy. you got a good life, man. I'm going to be down there soon enough, but... Uh... Uh, what's uh, what's going on in California? You just got your feet feet on poolside? No, no, no. We took uh, sixty listeners here uh, on a on a trip uh, to watch two hockey games. We were Ducks and um, Ducks in Carolina yesterday. Anaheim played over their skis and won the game on a goal by Strom in overtime. And then we uh, got another Ducks game on Friday. Tomorrow we got the Thursday nighter, Rams and the uh, Raiders. And then Sunday, Chargers and Dolphins. So we got a pretty good, that's going to be a good matchup. Tua versus Herbert. Uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Two guys that will be compared uh, against each other. Yeah, no doubt. And certainly Tua's had a bit of a turnaround and a bit of an off year for, for Herbert. A lot of expectations in there. And um, I think, uh, you know, there's been a lot of injuries around him and they're still trying to get some things figured out offensively in terms of fit and system and things like that. But I... Uh, I don't think it's going to be long before Justin Herbert bounces back here and returns to the trajectory he had before this season. But, um, uh, in, you know, for me, I, I spent a couple of college football playoffs covering Tua and got to know him a little bit in those settings. And, and I'm, I really love the fact that he's been able to bounce back from his injury and, and get his career back where many people thought it would be when people were talking about tanking for Tua because he was that good. If uh, if Tua, if you had to start a team, would you take Tua or Herbert? That's been a question popping around on social media lately. Oh, boy, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I would say Herbert, and I say that just because I've seen 
more elite play from him thus far in his three-year career than I've seen from Tua yet. I love what I'm seeing from Tua this season, uh, you know, in terms of all aspects of his game and what Mike McDaniel's been able to get out of him. And obviously, they, you know, they added more weapons with Tyreek Hill and upgraded the offensive line, and he's taking advantage of that. I mean, other teams have done that with their personnel, and the, the quarterback hasn't been able to step in and take advantage, and Tua's certainly done that. So but all that said, though, if you gave me the choice, I've just seen more elite play from Herbert, and I would probably lean that way. What the heck happened to Baker Mayfield? From uh, high pick, Heisman high pick, to now uh, on another team, his third team, the Rams, and they say he might actually even play on Thursday. There could be a chance. We might see him tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, you know, Baker's a polarizing personality, right? And I think that always plays into the narrative of what he does on the football field. And we saw some really good things with him his first season, um, you know, and it was the other part of it is that you've always got to – people are always, whether he likes it or not, going to compare him to Josh Allen, right? And so that was going to happen in Cleveland. Now that he's bounced to two other cities, those – he doesn't have to wear that in those places. But I'll tell you what he does have to wear, and that's a short leash, because the team that drafts you is going to live with any mistakes the longest. Once you get anywhere else, it is a quick, quick deceleration right out of the league or to journeyman backup. Right, and that's unfortunately where Baker is right now. Right, I mean, uh, people are gonna, you know, they may give him a shot just because they feel he's got some pedigree, and they might be in a desperate circumstance like the Rams are now. But it's gonna be difficult, right? And so for him, he's gonna have to catch lightning in a bottle in his next opportunity if he wants to rebuild his career. But it seemed like he had that opportunity in Carolina. Certainly couldn't take advantage of it. People in the room. Uh, at, at multiple stops now, I've been less than enamored with him. So even though he said all the right things in Carolina, there was obviously a desire to get him out of there, and that was based on more than just his play. Because it's not like Sam Darnold was setting the world on fire when he was healthy. <clears throat> so right now, you know, I, I want to say he was at a, he's at a critical juncture now, but quite frankly, I thought he was at that critical juncture in Carolina. So we'll see where it ends for him. But, you know, that class had so many quarterbacks taken in it and only Josh Allen hit. Everybody else has kind of stubbed their toe on some levels. Even Lamar Jackson with the injuries and now the contract dispute as well. So uh, Farhan Lalji joining us here. It looks like it hasn't been confirmed yet, but it looks like... Uh, I, I was told that OBJ was signing three yeah. years, $24 million. I haven't seen anything on Twitter, though. Yeah, so, so I, I wonder, do you think OBJ at the end of the day ends up with the Dallas Cowboys, and will that be a good signing for them, do you think? Well, I think that's where he's wanted to be all along. I think that was pretty clear. And certainly there's an element of OBJ that just wants to be re-recruited like it was high school all over again, right? And I think he likes the attention yeah. in courtside at the Mavericks games and all that stuff, right? But uh, ultimately it seemed like the best fit. That's where the needs were. Uh, the other team, other guys around him certainly rallied to get him there. And then all of a sudden that leak comes out about how the Cowboys and Jerry Jones are a little concerned about him being – able to play at all this season and how critical it was for that to happen in order for them to go out and get him. Now, if they sign him, it makes you wonder whether or not that was just thrown out there to deflate his value or scare off other teams. I don't know. But, um, you know, they need him now, right? They need some of those pieces now for the offense to catch up with their defense. And I know we've seen a couple of explosive games, but I don't believe the Cowboys have shown me enough in terms of consistent a consistent level of a uh, high level of production they need obj but is he going to play and they're talking about five weeks now at minimum before he's available so now that takes you into the playoffs right or the final week of the regular season so 
boy, I don't know whether they're going to get value for this right now, even if it's a prorated version of that $8 million from the current season. Speaking of receivers, let's talk about the guy who's walking away from football in the CFL, Brian Burnham. Your thoughts on Burnham? You covered him closely for a handful of years. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> I think I think Brian is a tremendous player, a tremendous ambassador. He's one of the few guys in this league that actually moves the needle, right? Where, <clears throat> excuse me, people in multiple markets know who Brian Burnham is. He's made so many spectacular catches that are spectacular in any league, right? Like that catch that might have been a catch and wasn't a catch against Saskatchewan a few years ago when Mike Riley was here and Devon Claybrooks was the coach. Like, that is better than the OBJ yep. catch, right? For him to spin, one-hand stick it cleanly and get a foot on the ground, like, that was better than the OBJ catch. And, um, you know, just a remarkable talent and has managed to play the game at a high level for a long time. And you could really tell, you know, just how much he wanted to come back this year, play the one final season, play with Nathan Rourke and, just he was such a leader in that room and put them in such a good place as a receiving core where everybody was willing to take a bit of a back seat and just play the game the way it was designed or play the offense the way it was designed and you know every you know different receiver always had a big game and if it wasn't your turn you stood in line and waited and weren't worried about it and that was because of Brian Burnham and, and the uh, the standard he set so for this organization to be able to transition from a player like G. Roy Simon to Brian Burnham, I think in BC they've been pretty blessed, and I think league-wide everybody knows who he is, and it's a big loss for the league. What are you hearing about uh, Nathan Rourke on the Nathan Rourke front? Any uh, any news updates there? Yeah, look, I, I think that he's made a really good impression. I've talked to scouts in two of the three teams that he's already visited, and, you know, they could see themselves making an offer to sign him, right? Uh, I think he's made a really, really good impression, and um, uh, I, I think that's going to continue in his next two stops. I believe he's going to get to Indianapolis and Jacksonville, and my understanding is that, they, you know, there could be as many as 10 teams that he actually goes in person to visit. Maybe not that many, but it could get to that number. So, you know, the, the way this is playing out, I, I'm fully expecting to sign with an NFL team. I just hope he winds up getting into the right situation, but... Uh, he so far, like I said, so far has made a really good impression. All right, lastly, uh, Canuck news. So what about Besser? Or, uh, where do things stand maybe moving him out of there with the Canucks? Well, I mean, you know, it's a complicated deal because he's got 6.67 remaining for two more years on his contract. And I believe five teams control 80% of the salary cap space currently available this year. So, And I don't know that those teams are going to be lining up to get brought Besser. There are teams that are interested, but... I think from a Canuck perspective, it's probably going to require them taking a bad contract back, even if it's just for this year. Like, I think they'd be willing to take back an expiring contract. I don't think they're going to put a sweetener in. But when you look at it, Ballsy, it's only got two years left, and he's only 25 years old, right? It just yeah. tells you what the market is for winners, right? Uh, you know, if you're a right-shot defenseman in the center, everybody wants you, but if you're a winger um, – there just seems to be a lot of those guys in the market, right? It's not like a guy that's got four years left and now you're worried about just being an albatross for a number of years. He's only got two years left on the deal. And if you can get him with a playmaking center, this guy can still score goals if he can stay healthy. So I think a change is the right thing for both parties. I think the, the Canucks um, are trying to now resuscitate his value. You know, they almost scratched him on Saturday and now he's on the top line. With Pedersen, I think they want to do anything they can to get his value back up and and hopefully move him. And I think it's the right thing for them to do that because I don't. 
I think Brock Besser is going to score 30 goals at some point in the NHL. I don't think that's going to be with the Vancouver Canucks. And people are going to lament when he does it, but it's just not going to happen here. He needs a change. Parhan, thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy California, my friend. Sounds like a good trip. Thanks, Farhan. Take care, man. Uh, That's Farhan Lalji joining us on the Western Pizza Hotline. When we come back, we'll take a trip down memory lane with Paul McCallum. It's Where Are They Now Wednesday on the Sports Cage on 620 CK. Coopers. We're talking sports on your way home. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the Sports Cage here for Spreads.ca from Huntington Beach, California with our Sports Cage Drift CAA. Leading us here to Southern California, I'm Michael Ball along with Sean Kleisinger. Going to get to our text in a minute. Hey, one of our guys on the trip, he and his wife, Dave, or check that, Darcy and Marusha. She goes by Marcy, but I like Marusha. They want us to say hi to everybody in Wishart and Regina from Marcy and Darcy on the trip. So hi to everybody from Marcy and Darcy in the nice little town of Wishart and Regina. I know Darcy's brother, Wayne. Okay. What's up, Wayne? Okay, so uh, we got some text here yeah. you want to get to. What's up, Uncle Lorny on the text line? He says, hi, Zinger and Ballsy. 17 degrees seems cold for California. So that's from Uncle Lorny. Well, well it's, uh, that's nice. It's I, was, nice. I was warm out there. Mike's on the text line. He says, why trade Bedard? I mean, Pats are going to make the playoffs, and it's important for the team's development to make the playoffs. Bedard is a difference maker. He needs to stay to help the Pats make the postseason and get the team some playoff experience. They'll be better off for it next year when the Pats take another step with most of their roster coming back. The Pats are still a pretty young team this year. That's from uh, Mike. I Thanks agree. for the text, Mike. Uh, Tommy and Davidson says, John Ryan is so... Bleepin' cool. Love that guy. Yeah, we love John yeah, Ryan. John's awesome. And uh, we had another text here from Daryl in Regina. He says, great show on the road. I liked what J-Mo had to say. He means, uh, obviously, Jamal Morrow, who re-signed with the Rough Riders today. And Daryl says, your show has fired up everyone. A lot of energy. It's great. Both you and Zinger form a good team. Take we, care. We do form a good team. That's we're, what I'm talking about, baby. We're good. Hey, uh, time now uh, for our uh, Where Are They Now? And it's brought to you by our friends at uh, Four Coverings International. Need new flooring? Four Coverings International at the Design Hub brings the showroom to you. Visit them. They've got thousands of samples. You can visit fourcoveringsinternational.com today. All right. So let's get to this interview I did with Paul McCallum. They're the names we speak with reverence or scream out loud. The names that help define us, inspire us, and build the game that we all love. Each Wednesday on the Sports Cage, we flash to the past with a legend to see if there is indeed life beyond the scoreboard. This is Where Are They Now? All right, here with a friend of the show and a former rider great, uh, Paul McCallum, former BC Lion great dude, played in the XFL. I mean, uh, man, <laughs> your journey's been all over the place. You were over with the Scottish Claymores, and your journey ends, at least football-wise, at least as a player, in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. It's just announced. How does that make you feel? Uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's very special. Um, you know, it's one of those things I never really thought of, and uh, now that it's happened, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. You grew up watching Louis Pasaglia, who is, uh, to me, the ultimate kicker. Uh, how do you feel that uh, you know to know that your bust will be next to his, and maybe the bust will talk to each other one day? 
Uh, it, it, like I said, um, it's something that I'd never really um, thought of before. And, uh, you know, it just was, I, I was just enamored in being able to practice and, and uh, learn under Louie and, you know, um, watch some of the great kickers, even Dave Ridgeway. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, very special and uh, it's, it's, it's slowly setting in. So you're a BC boy. You played for the BC Lions, which is obviously special, and and you you'll probably want to be remembered as a BC Lion. But how cool is it that if you, you had to play somewhere else besides BC, you got to play in the heartland of football, good or bad, and we know the good and we know the bad in Saskatchewan. You know what? It's it's all part of uh, my career, um, the good, the bad, and everything else. But to be honest with you. I think more about the good in Saskatchewan and everything that uh, happened there uh, as far as my kids being born there and, uh, you know, having fond memories of there and everything like that. Uh, you know, it's a special place for me still. Yeah, what's sweeter, winning a Grey Cup or being inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Now, listen, you aren't inducted yet. That'll come and, and it'll really hit you then. But, you know, can, can, you, can you compare the two? Is it like comparing kids? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, football is the ultimate team sport. And, you know, I'm, I'm honored that I've been given this award and, and everything for my hard work. But, you know, realistically, I wouldn't be where I am today without my teammates. I mean, uh, you know, all the guys that I worked with and, and uh, helped me make my job easier. Uh, you know, my holders and snappers and, um, yeah, just my coaches everybody so I mean it, 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 I wouldn't be here without them okay so you're kind of speechless I get it Paul and that's understandable Who, who's the first person that popped into your mind or first thing you thought of when you got that phone call a few days ago telling you hey you are going in he actually <laughs> had a bit of a moment um, I was told on my mom's birthday actually so that was kind of special for me yeah no, that makes obviously it, it, it makes it special. Uh, how much of an influence was she in your life? A huge influence. I mean, uh, you know, she she actually um, kicked me in the butt when I was younger to go out and practice. Um, just when I was even playing junior football, um, believe it or not, she wanted to cut punts and I dislocated her finger. <laughs> it, was a, it was a family affair. So, yeah, no, it was, uh, she was a huge supporter of my career. Well, I played you once in a junior Western semifinal, uh, Surrey Rams, Regina Rams, and you, you beat me to, and my team 20 to 10. So I can say I shared a field with Paul McCallum and I raced. Do you remember when we raced at Old Taylor Field for tickets? Remember that for, 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 for rider tickets? Do you remember that bit we did? No. That's <laughs> uh, hilarious. Seriously, did uh, we? Yes, we raced. I gave you a five yard lead and I beat you. I beat you that's, on a five yard lead. That's true. I have that's, audio. That's, that's, that's why I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Paul, if you could go back and play one game or kick one kick again, what would it be? You mean one that of. Uh... Well, I made or I missed. Well, whatever. But one you missed, one you made. I mean, obviously, you'd probably want to have the 18-yarder back in 2004. I don't want to dwell on that. Is there one moment? Well, here's, here's a better question. Is there one moment that you want to recapture? If you could be young Paul McCallum again, what would it be? Oh, man. You know what? It's a, that's, it's a hard one in a sense where I wouldn't be where I am without what happened to me. Um, and everything that I've gone through. So, you know what, I don't think I'd change anything. Um, but, you know, one of the, well, I've, I had that question asked as far as fond memories go. 
Um, I would I'd say the uh, the sixty. The, the, the longest field goal that I made at Taylor Field, memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the 40, 47, 48 yard field goal in the 2006 Grey Cup um, in Winnipeg when it was freezing cold to kind of seal it. And um, 2011, when I hit the 53 yarder with no time left to seal the um, uh, Western final. Yeah, I remember. I'll remember all three of those kicks, man. You were money. That's why 2004 was was so shocking because you were absolutely money. And 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 to do it in Saskatchewan for a good chunk of your career, where it's not easy to kick, is something that can't be understated. And probably a good uh, reason why you were uh, you know you were inducted into the or going to be inducted into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Um, Lastly, I'm going to ask you this question. You'll probably be asked this a million times when it. Well, actually, two more. How does the bust work? Do they do they ask you for some pictures, or do you have to sit in a chair? How does that work? Yeah, they ask you for a bunch of different pictures, um, all a, bu- a bunch of different angles, and uh, away away they go. I guess. So I sent them their nine photos, and that'll we'll see how it looks. That'll be <laughs> that'll be cool. Do you get any type of like? Uh, memorabilia from that or like uh, a replica of that that'd be cool to put on your mantle or in your office or something I honestly have no idea I've only spoken with the league three times um, so far so I'm still you know I'm not sure exactly what uh, what's going to happen so yeah yeah okay we'll, we'll have to wait okay so uh, you're not dead you're very much alive uh, we've had you on a number of times and we plan to again in the future but for your career how do you want Paul McCallum's career to be remembered how would you like to be remembered in the CFL uh, you know a, a, a team player uh, somebody that my teammates could count on when they needed me um, you know a motivator kind of a uh lead by example in the sense of that you know I wasn't just a kicker out there just you know and not working um, willing to help out run scout team just you know if I see some things I could just be a team player not just known for the the typical uh, kicker Paul McCallum congratulations man we'll talk more as we get closer to the time next year but uh, man it's a it's a honor well deserved thanks buddy thanks on Facebook our house is your house welcome inside the sports cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio 620 CKRM and the sports cage is out of the cage and we're on the road in Southern California we're, we're like a rash Madani almost here Huntington Beach California jet setting around the world ballsy with John Kleisinger here with the Sports Cage listeners. We call them our shareholders, 56 of them from Saskatoon and surrounding area and from our home base, Regina and surrounding area. Thanks to CAA Travel and Terry Kazis for organizing this all for us. We went to the Ducks last night, a 4-3 uh, overtime victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. Bit of an upset there. Uh, tomorrow we are at the Thursday night game, Rams and the Raiders, which was supposed to be a marquee game but isn't anymore. But, hey, we're still going. Beautiful SoFi Stadium, which we toured the other day. Zinger, you were slinging the ball around to me. Yeah, I was, man. Can you, you were, tell I used to yeah, sling yeah, a bit? I, I love the rainbow throws. You, had, you at, at first, you kind of looked like... 
old Jeff Bentram from the Riders. I haven't, then, I haven't touched the football in 13 years. But then you cut were, me some slack. But then you were slinging it looked like Aaron Rodgers. So then we've got... Whoa, uh, I don't know if that's a good thing this time. Well, right? back in the day, yeah, Aaron okay. Rodgers. So then we've got the Thursday game. Then we got Friday, Ducks and the Sharks. And then Sunday, it's the Dolphins. We're just getting and started here. Yeah, it's beautiful here. Get a little cool out there, but uh, you're going to go walk down on the pier. I'll pack up our radio equipment. Don't don't worry, you slacker. Yeah, yeah. You, you go have to work. <laughs> anyway, let's get out on the Western Pizza Hotline for our next segment. Time now for Coast to Coast with Arashma Danny, our weekly chat with a guy who has covered it all. From Hockey Night in Canada, the Olympics, World Series Baseball, and everything in between, this is Coast to Coast with Arashma Danny. Well, Madani, this is what it feels like to be you. Zinger and I were talking about this. This is a rash. You're eating some different pub food, <laughs> hanging out on the beach. Man, what a life a rash. What a life. Well, I'm not in Huntington Beach, and you guys are, so so you guys win this week. There's no question about that. Yeah, we um, Great, great. We, yes. Great. We won one week. Yeah, great. <laughs> Uh, hey, uh, the the athlete of the year. You were involved in the voting process. Let's talk about uh, what people had to say about each of the finalists and why you came to the conclusion you came to. Well, this is one of the more interesting ones this year, guys. And Ballsy, I've been involved with uh, Canada's Athlete of the Year, now called the Northern Star Award, since 2015. And what really stuck out to me um, this year is. How vast and diverse Canadian athletes are when it comes to sports. Like, Andrew Wiggins was an NBA champion in 2022. He was an all-star in 2022. And there's an argument to be made he wasn't Canada's best NBA player in 2022. Yeah, good point, yeah. Summer McIntosh won a couple of gold medals at the World Championships of Swimming. Uh, you know, Connor McDavid, Kale McCarr in hockey, Mary Philippe Poulet in women's hockey, Brooke Henderson won a major in golf, Felix Auger-Aliassime will end the year number six in the world in tennis. On and on we go, and we haven't even talked about any of the guys in the NFL. Like Canadian athletes on the world stage, there are just so many. And I'll be honest, yeah. I thought Mary Philippe Poulet was going to end up being a finalist. I didn't see her taking over the conversation, but we we spoke for about an hour and 45 minutes, about 30 sports media people from across the country. And the more the conversation kind of went on, more and more of the talk was about Poulain, who this was her fourth Olympic tournament. She scored in every gold medal game of those four Olympic tournaments. And this was her best Olympic tournament in a year where Canada not only won gold in the Olympics, but became repeat world champions at the world championships. So the more the Poulain kind of narrative took over, um, a lot of people went in that direction. I voted for Brooke Henderson. I think if you win a major in golf or major in tennis, that is amazing. Um, but I can understand why Mary Philippe Poulain ended up getting Canada's Athlete of the Year. Man, you painted a good picture there, though. Like, in, in all, how many years have you been voting for this now? Since 2015, so that would be, what, seven or eight? Okay, so seven or eight years. In the seven or eight years, has this been the most competitive field, do you think? I do. I I really do. And where I'm going with this is, in the years to come, 
it's going to be like this. The men's, we just saw the World Cup soccer team. Four years from now, how competitive will they be? At what level will some of those athletes be? We're about to get into the golden age of Canadian men's basketball. The women's team should podium, women's hoops team should podium at Paris. Um, you know, when you look across sports for a long time, if Nathan, you were Canadian... How about, how, how about Nathan Rourke, sure. maybe, eventually? Well, I'll tell you what. I really believe this. If Nathan Rourke had stayed healthy, I and mean, these are two big ifs, if he'd stayed yeah. healthy, and if the second half of the season mirrored the first half of the season, he's right there in the conversation. But, of course, that didn't happen. So, um, look, it's, you know, Ballsy, think about the different generations. When I was a kid growing up, and I'm not to age myself too much here, but, like, when I was a young kid, you'd see when the golf... Um, leaderboard would come up on a Sunday or Monday on the highlight shows. You know, there was Dave Barr, Richard Zokol, you know, tied for 78th, um, you know, finished 36th. Now our golfers, now our tennis players, now our athletes in so many different sports are vying for championships and world championships and grand slams and golf majors and, and, and in the end, you know, in MVP conversations, not just in hockey, but all over the place. And so Canada's a diverse country, but our athletes are diverse in all the sports. I mean, I never would have thought I'd see the day there'd be so many NBA and NFL players from Canada. And that's where we are right now. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Arash Madani joining us here on the uh, Western Pizza Hotline. The show is brought to you by Spreads.ca. What to make of Baker Mayfield? He is a now, he could play actually tomorrow when Zinger and I watch the Rams at SoFi. Crazy, crazy. I, this feels like he, this feels like a custard's last stand. He better get it done. Yeah, and what's craziest is here you have the number one overall pick in the draft. And he's on his third team of the calendar year. And you get the sense that by March of next year, he'll be on team number four. Who would have thought mm-hmm. that? Like, and it's not that Baker Mayfield was a Jamarcus Russell, you know, another former number one overall pick quarterback who was a bust. Baker Mayfield, no. a couple of years ago, won a playoff game for Cleveland. And look wait at a minute, what's wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 yeah, wait a minute. Just think about what you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Won a playoff game for Cleveland, and he got Ooh. cut or moved out. Like, isn't that crazy? Crazy, crazy. And look at what's happened to Cleveland since. Right? They they invest a quarter of a billion dollars into a dude guaranteed. All of it guaranteed into a dude they knew was going to miss half the season. And there are a lot more question marks around Deshaun Watson, um, even from a football standpoint now, than, than there have ever been. And Carolina, just a complete mess, goes in there. The coach is fired within a few weeks. Ownership meddling in, in things. They don't have any kind of offense to speak of. They trade Christian McCaffrey away. I, I, and I really believe this, Ballsy. Put Baker Mayfield in a good situation with a good offensive line, with a coach who believes in him. He's still got good football left. Guess what? The Rams are decimated on their offensive line, which is in part why Matthew Stafford's hurt. 
They don't have a ton right. of skill outside of Cooper Cup right now. And so, you know, I, I've always told you, Aldi, and I, and I stand by this. Win when you can because you never know. You know, when, when, the, when the confetti fell last year, you said to yourself, man, there's a chance the Rams could be a – why, why can't they repeat? Well, now they're, what, 3-9? and nine? Um, Yeah. You know, Cleveland, there was so much hype going into last year. They were the team that, you know, everybody was picking, and and they've imploded. So, yeah, in some ways, Baker Mayfield's fighting for his career over the next few weeks. Hey, you were going to touch on this, or we touched on it last time you were on, and I think it's worth talking about because you're a a much-traveled, well-experienced broadcaster who's been involved in some of these backdoor voting and everything like this, and I can't get a straight answer from anybody on how this heck Crichton voting goes. Mason Nias got absolutely job, and that's no disrespect to Mattel, who is uh, who is a pro prospect, but I don't give a crap about pro prospects. The narrative changes every year. Like A few years ago, when Adam Mackert was the outstanding rusher coming out of the U of S, setting records, didn't fumble, my producer Zinger here had all the stats to show what a great year he had. Merchant wasn't even the best quarterback in the OUA. He he had 10 touchdowns less than the Toronto quarterback, had more interceptions. He ends up winning the heck Crichton, and then what we heard, well, it was a career award. Now, this year we hear, well, it's the guy's a better pro prospect. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, wh- how does this voting work? Because it seems like they just make it up, and it seems like it's rigged. I hate saying that, but that's what it seems like to me. I, I don't think it's rigged. But I will say this, it all kind of reminds me of when I was in like grade two or grade three, I remember that my buddy David Fisher had a birthday party and we were down in the basement, we were playing a bunch of games, and one of the games was <laughs> pin the tail on the donkey, and it feels yeah. like the, the, the second and third graders that day playing that game are now the voters on the Heck Crichton Award, and they're still blindfolded. <laughs> and, and they're just walking around aimlessly, and they're just putting an X beside a name. This is meant as no disrespect to the kid who won. I think it was Micah Parsons today who tweeted, hey, um, starting to become real obvious the people who speak who watch film and the people who speak who, watch, who read the stats. And the issue, Baldy, in the CFL... Well, we all know about the CFL All-Star voting and what a disaster that was. Yeah. But in Canadian football, and I would even say Canadian university sport, not just Canadian university football, you have people voting who don't watch the tape. If, if you gave truth serum to a Canada West coach and asked them how much film on the Quebec conference have you watched before you voted and done the same thing with every Quebec coach and done the same with Atlantic coach talking about I don't know Ontario and vice versa guess what man they're not they're not they have their own stuff to do you know they have an upcoming opponent to get ready for yeah. they have you know they, they have a program to run without a ton of resources they're not they're voting and they're not really breaking down or doing a deep dive on some you know the heck Crichton is a major national award and that's the issue that indicative. i have with this 
it's indicative of how much we care about Canadian college sports, and sometimes it starts right in our own backyard. By that I mean it starts right with the people involved in the sport. They don't even care enough about their own sport, and that's what drives me nuts about university sports in Canada. Yeah, and, and like, and it's not just on the awards. Um, I'll give you an example. Anything. Yeah, I'll give you an example. Um, about four or five years ago, I was doing the the national championships, the U Sports Final Eight women's hoops. And yeah, there you did was a great job. I missed that. I, I, I missed that. By the way, you did a great job. Yeah. Thank you. But there's a shooting guard for McGill named Frederick Podvat, and she gets to the nationals. And in the first round, she knocked down like eight or nine threes. And she just couldn't miss. She was unconscious. And then I go back and I'm like looking at Pot Fan, and she had like seven or eight threes the entire season. And the opponent that day in the Nationals, I went to their coach, and he was just baffled. He's like, she's not a three-point shooter. Where did this come from? And then I went over to McGill's coach, and he said, everybody in Quebec came up with Potvin. From the time she was in high school, she was a three-point killer. Now, every team in Quebec just makes sure she can't shoot. They'll double-team her. They'll, we never face a zone defense because we, everybody in the province knows what she's, how good a three-point shooter she is. Well, everybody in Quebec may have known that, but when you get to the Nationals, people out on the prairies, people out west, people, people on the east coast, they, they didn't come up in the high school ranks with Frederick Potvin. They don't know what kind of player she is. So you go by the stats and the numbers that are provided to you. It's the same in every sport in Canada. Unless you really have intimate knowledge on the skill set of the player, how do you game plan against the player? How do you make all-star voting and major award voting and really, you know, give an honest ballot? And that's a tough thing to do. Well, man, thanks for your time. It's always enlightening. We appreciate it, and uh, have yourself a good weekend, okay? Thanks, Arash. You guys, too. Have a blast down there in SoCal, guys. Be well, man. Thanks. You, Take man. care. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap the show up, Zinger. It's the Sports Cage coming to you live from Huntington Beach, California, at Killarney's Irish Pub here on 620CTA. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the show to wrap up Ballsy and Zinger live from Huntington Beach, California, where the uh, Sports Cage trip is coming to you live from, uh, brought to you by CAA. Thanks to Terry Kazis for getting on board and helping organize this thing. Starting to get cool here by the uh, by the big lake or the ocean out yeah, there. Yeah, I went, I went outside during the 6 o'clock news and oh, getting kind of chilly. It is chilly. It's only... Uh, People listening are like, oh, shut, shut up. up. That's yeah, right. Hey, it's not up. our fault. We, it's not our fault, man. So let's get to some of the sports news of the day. Aaron Judge signing a big nine-year deal with the... Uh, with the uh, New York Yankees for 362 million, Padres offered him 10 years, 400 million, but he said no. Second guy the Padres missed out on. I don't. Who wouldn't want to live in? We're right here in Southern California, an hour north of San Diego. Who wouldn't want to live here? He picks New York City, which over is a dump. San Diego, which is a dump. The St. Louis Cardinals they signed uh, the former Cubs catcher Wilson Contreras today as well, five-year deal, eighty-seven and a half million dollars. So the Cards have their replacement at the catcher position for Yadi Molina, who uh, is uh, 
out of baseball now. Yep, a lot of Blue Jays news today. Uh, Blue Jays, they're in pursuit to host the 2025 All-Star Game. Uh, the Cubs and the Red Sox yep. are also in pursuit. Seattle is hosting uh, in 2023 and then Texas in 2024. And it's weird. 2025 is not booked, but in 2026, Philadelphia has it. So okay. don't know why they left it like that. But Jays are trying to get a... All-Star game, and of course, they're going through a lot of renovations right now at the Rogers Center. They're going to be moving some of the outfield dimensions around, moving the fence up, and then raising the fence wall, yada, yada, yada. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be shorter but higher. Yeah, so well, it's going to be interesting to see, though, when the first game happens to kind of take a look at the renovations as a whole to see how different the outfield looks there at the Rogers Center. But uh, big news locally, Rough Riders. Have signed Jamo. Yeah, it's great. Jamal Morrow yep. back. Uh, the BC Lions, they're bringing back their entire coaching staff for the 2023 season. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks, they re signed punter Richie Leone today. The Stampeders have re signed defensive lineman Elliot Graham. Uh, Shane Wright of the Seattle Kraken, he scored his first NHL goal last night. It came against the team who passed him up, the Montreal Canadiens. One of the corniest moments in NHL recent memory was, uh, when, was when Shane Wright gave the Canadians a, a little stare after they passed yeah. him up. That was so corny. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Strom, of course, big news for us. He scored the game winner last night for the Ducks in that exciting hockey game. Coming down right wing, snap went low to the... Uh Stick side. Yeah, and uh, XFL uniforms, they were released today. Uh, very underwhelming unis. We talked about this with uh, Arash Marie Philippe Yeah. Won a Northern Star Award as Canada's top athlete in 2022. Fingers crossed that Nathan Rourke can win that award. Hey, uh, so uh, do tell our sports fans what sport does she play? Hockey. I know. Well, they, people didn't know. Some people don't know. Uh, I knew. Don't you test me like that. Some people. If I made that mistake, I wouldn't come out of my hotel room. That's it. You're done. done. You're done. (laughs) Uh, Hey, by the way, this uh, bar, Killarney's, was the... um, it was on Bar Rescue, the show Bar Rescue, where they come in and oh. they fix the bar up and rescue Never the bar. Never seen it, but it's, yeah. it's sweet. Yeah. I'll, have to, I'll have to maybe go back and catch a YouTube clip. Or yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a nice awesome. bar. It is a great bar, man. It's awesome. Uh, so you looking forward to that Thursday night game? It's Amazon good, Prime? Yeah, it'll be good. It's going to be Are you good. wearing your rider gear? I'm going to wear my rider gear. I'm going to wear a rider jersey to the game. You know, I, I'm undecided. You know, I don't like to wear my clothes back-to-back days. I kind of wore everything riders I had today. So I might just, I think i got to represent, you know, I'm a Green Bay Packers shareholder, boss. Oh, you're yeah. an owner. I'm an owner. I'm a damn owner. I think I have to probably wear something green and gold to the game tomorrow to show all those fans there what a real team looks like. What a like. real team looks looks like yeah, yeah i get it i absolutely get it well that'll do it for our show here yeah. today i uh, want to thank all our guests who joined us arash madani being one of them farhan lalji john ryan who couldn't be here here in person but did phone us and so uh, john ryan uh expressed his uh Apologies towards the 50 or 60 fans that were looking forward to him stopping by. We are not going to do the show tomorrow. Uh, Brendan McGuire is going to do the show along with Pete Pasco. Glenn Suter will be one of their guests. We are going to be back Friday, though, me and you, yep. from the lobby at the Comfort Inn, Huntington Beach, California, getting set for the uh, Ducks and Sharks. Ducks, Ducks and Sharks, and we'll take some pictures tomorrow night, Rams. And uh, 
they're both cheering. Well, I can't cheer for the Raiders. Yeah, almost got you there. You said, yeah, you might cheer for the Raiders. I actually don't care about either of those teams. You can't cheer for the Super Bowl champs. That's lame. No, I'm not cheering for anybody. Okay. I'm going to sweat my appetite for that Chargers game. Anyway. I don't, I, I'm not going to cheer for anybody. I don't cheer, I, I, you know, but at the end of the day, I'm going to cheer for the AFC team over we the We kind of cheered team. for the Ducks last night. Yeah, but it's because we wanted chicken. That's right. <laughs> we were one goal short of chicken. So if they score five goals, we get chicken. If they scored four against the um, the uh, Hurricanes. Hurricanes, a really good team, we should be able to get five against the Sharks. Like that could be a chicken night. Well, and I'm on a tight budget. It here. just depends if they do that chicken giveaway every home game, or do they chin sell and only do it once in a while on the Star Wars night? Yeah. Are you a Star Wars nerd? Star Wars night. I love I love me my Star Wars, Do but you? I I don't get up for these Star Wars nights. It's kind of like yeah. yeah. I love Captain Kirk. He's my favorite Star Wars guy. That's Star Trek. Oh yeah, right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, that was Spock. I, Spock, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, Spock. No, you're not any warmer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it just ticks off the Star Wars fans when I do that. Anyway, for my great co-host Sean Kleisinger, for our producer back at the station, Colson Schultz, and for our great engineer Ryan Mishork that helped pull this off, giving me the necessary equipment to broadcast all the way back to Saskatchewan from Southern California. I'm Ballsy saying so long. Tune in tomorrow with our guest host. Brendan McGuire and Pete Pasco will talk to you live on the radio on Friday. Today's sports cage has come to a close. Miss a segment? Download or stream the podcast now at sportscage.ca. Get your sports straight from the source. 620 CKRM.